don't believe you Cause we the people are still here in the rear Yo, we don't need you You ain't a killing off good young nigga move When we get hungry, we eat the same fucking food The ramen noodle I'm just, I'm just trying to help a brother out, buddy That's all I'm doing here, you know just, just trying to be a team player. That's all. So, and onto the podcast. All right. So, uh, this is uh, here. You are Wasa. I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Dino, and I'm here with my main man. Oh, I'm Eric. Good. And our, and our great Northwoods friend Amanda has joined us. Thanks, thanks for doing it, Amanda. Hello. And she's gone. Hello. You are welcome. All right, you're back. Hey. That was that was awkward. Eric and I are both sitting here going, and she's gone. She's not here anymore. Sorry, it, it's the downside to the Northwoods. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Northwoods lag. It's a new carrier. Yeah, the satellite internet. No, no, it's Wi-Fi Assist, and Wi-Fi, unfortunately, is done through satellite. Oh, my God. So that's right. So you live up – so that's one of the things that the people in our lake association have been working on forever is trying to get Internet out to the lake, and we just – there's just nobody. So how do you get Internet up there? Well, we go through satellite because we can't even have a landline where we live. And there is no carrier for cell phones that you get a reception, so you have to use Wi-Fi Assist. So, depending upon the weather, you may or may not be able to make phone calls. Wow. Oh, my God. So, I, where where the hell do you live? In the middle of nowhere. Literally in the middle. I am surrounded by about four different lakes, and I live right in the middle. I'm in the circle. They call it the circle. So, okay, so if I'm in Manaqua, right, because you live in the Manaqua area, do I do you mm-hmm. keep going north to Woodruff? Do you go out 70 west? Where do you go? Head out 70 west. You okay. actually have to pass over into the Lac de Flambeau. Okay. Oh. And then he- you, have to, you have to head, uh, is it south, um, on, a, on a different road for a few miles, and then you head back and it goes back into Manaqua. Wow, you're pra- you're like out there by Fifield. Not too far, not too far from there. Oh man, so my my it's a little it's a little bit of a drive. My old boss Lon lives out there. I think in in the Nash his house I think is technically in the National Forest, and he he gets uh pa- pa- yeah cellcom, and that's he uses cellcom as his cellular provider. See, we just happen to be in this void, this little circle void of nothingness. Honestly, like you can go a mile in different directions and have fine service, but we are in the, in the circle. (laughs) We're in the secret circle. (laughs) Bermuda Triangle of Wisconsin. (laughs) It is. Yeah. But up there at like, if you get off the, like if you get off 70 or you get off highway eight, there's a good chance you have nothing. No matter what you do, pretty much, yeah. You have bears, yeah. Chickens, coyotes, otters. You're talking about all the animals on your property, <laughs> the ones that you call pets. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> I just did some bear chasing. Speaking of, you know, health and wellness, you know, running around chasing bears. That's good exercise. Gives you a good adrenaline rush. <laughs> Burn Come some on. calories. All right, Come so, on, right. So tell us that story. Yeah, you, you chased a bear. I chased a bear. I was actually on my way getting ready for a job interview. So I had my, you know, nice dress on and kids are eating breakfast. And all of a sudden they were yelling, Mom, there's a bear. And I look outside and sure enough, there's a bear right by our pool, which is right next to our chicken coop. And our pool is about four feet high, about in abouts and on all fours, you could see the back of the bear. You know, it was that tall just on all fours. 
And so I was running around the house trying to find something to bang, something metal. Air horn, unfortunately, was in the barn, which is next to the bear. Um, so I, I found some metal water bottles and ran outside, and I'm yelling at the bear. By the time I got outside, the bear had climbed, open, ripped open the door of the chicken coop, was inside of the chicken coop. And I'm yelling at the bear to leave, and it just kind of moseys its way, you know, not real concerned. <laughs> it's like... Wow. Yep, all in a dress. It probably would have been funny to watch, but I I was pretty I was pretty shaken for a few hours. Did you lose any chickens? No, and that's the crazy part is I had not opened up the coop yet, so they weren't able to get out into the run or do anything. They had all managed to get out of the uh, out of the coop through the open door that the bear ripped open. I don't ask me how. I don't know how it happened. I didn't see it, but they 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 got away. They he didn't eat any of the chickens. Did you get the job? I I did. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, it all worked out. It was out the well. adrenaline. <laughs> right. It all worked out. <laughs> I'm gonna kill this interview now. I just fought a bear. <laughs> <laughs> nothing can scare me at this right. point yeah tell me a little bit about yourself and where you see yourself in five years covered in dead bear skins yeah did you tell them the bear story <laughs> i was on my way here and i had to fight a bear <laughs> sorry i'm late but funny so we're talking about health and wellness sure today because you, Dino, you're doing a. I'm I'm doing sort of a full I'm doing things. a full year. Yep, a full year. Yes. Full year of what? Detail what you're doing. So, uh, I I a couple of things happened just in the last month. I'll say, um, first off, like I I said, I I took a job that's a little bit more structured, and a little I'm just going to be kind about it, a little less intense than my last couple of jobs. Just sort of on a regular schedule and I don't have to travel 70,000 miles like I did last year. And, uh, and I also started working with the nutritionist and this week I started working with a personal trainer. So yeah. Um, just so that it's, it's uh, a regular sort of plan. I mean the plan, there's specifics to the plan, but the, the, the goal is to spend an entire year sort of recentering my, essentially my body. So yeah, I like that. I like that you're giving yourself that much time. Well, I I, I gave myself forty six years to get here, so I figure I can give myself a year to at least start, at least turn the corner before I start walking back towards, you know, my twenty year old self. So, but yeah, it's uh, a lot of people. Uh, uh, you can go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say a lot of people when they're thinking, okay, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to, I'm going to start something. They expect immediate results, just like our society, you know, the, the millennials, you know, they want instant gratification. And unfortunately, when it comes to your body, you don't get instant gratification and many people get frustrated and give up before they've even given themselves enough time to be able to see results. Yeah, well, I'd like to follow that up by saying fucking millennials. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're right, Amanda. That's that's true. It it. Uh, but it, what's cool about this is that there are things that that uh, that I I can do that make me. It's funny how just sort of once you start being mindful of it. The, the things that do feel good immediately are can also like can also sort of be balanced by the things that feel bad. For example, you know, like we've been meal planning now for like I said, for about three weeks and kind of just doing what the nutritionist has told me and kind of taking my time and making, you know, solid choices and understand all of that sort of stuff. But like if I go off the reservation and have a bowl of cereal at ten o'clock at night, I I feel sick. Like, I'm, it's like, well, that was that. I mean, not like nauseous, but I'm like, that feels like it was a mistake. You know, like, that's clearly off the plan that my body is even adjusted to in these three weeks. And so I'm, 
I'm super grateful uh, for the chance to sort of establish just a, a baseline of of, uh, of kind of health, you know, and so it's it's a lot of fun. And then the other thing is, is like if like if you're if I am feeling bad, I literally can just like drink ten ounces of water and I immediately begin to feel better, and that's the coolest thing ever. Isn't that? That's one of the items that I wrote down on my list to talk about was water. So then so let's talk about water. Off. People need to drink water, plain and simple. Um, you will feel better. It, it, you can actually, by increasing your water intake within a few days, you can usually lose about three to four pounds just by increasing your water intake, just by drinking how much water you're supposed to drink every day. A good rule of thumb, and it's not, I mean, I kind of tell people half of your body weight in ounces. You know, so if you weigh 100 pounds, 50 ounces of water sure. every day. Um, so that's kind of a good rule, easy rule to remember. Um, and when you think about it, it's not really that much. It's not like you're drowning yourself in water every single day, but um, drinking it consistently throughout the day. It's something that you can do. It's something that's easy to do. Um, and it has really great results and you feel good. Yeah. I've, I've noticed. So, so one of the, um, so along with the water, one of the first supplements that, uh, the nutrition has me taking is, uh, a probiotic. And so mm -hmm. like the amount of gas and poop every, cause I know Eric loves talking about this. So the amount of sort of change in my lower intestine has been awesome. So like mm -hmm. it, it, it is just the cool, like to feel so, cause I noticed Eric loves this. So at the dog park yesterday, I was walking with my friend Corey, cause I know he listens to the podcast and I, I was without even exaggerating, I was ripping farts that would have just silenced my car stereo in it was just the coolest thing because it was like, it was just such an evidence of my body again, centering itself. Like I really, I, I, I'm going to keep saying that over and over again, but it's, it's that idea of, you know, moving away from sort of just an inflamed set, just a, a physically inflamed body to a, a thing where your body's not sort of in crisis. Eric. What? Oh, right. sorry, I checked out That's when you said poop. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, how did I don't I didn't know that you like aside from Eric telling me, I, when did this sort of adoption of this as a as a primary part of your life happened? Because like I haven't physically seen you since you worked at the paper. Well, it was torn. It was funny because Eric and I were kind of chatting about this. Um, we had some major life changes that had happened. Um, my youngest son uh, was diagnosed with severe food allergies at the age of about one. And a year later, um, we had another kind of a crisis with our one of our older children. Um, basically, he he almost died. Um, and then two weeks after that, my youngest son had a severe anaphylactic reaction and almost died. And through that process of getting through, you know, we didn't lose our children, thankfully. Um, but you still go through a mourning process. And that was in 2000. Oh gosh, what was it? 2000. 2012, 2010, 2012, I believe, um, through that process of kind of getting out of that funk and um, myself going through some depression through that, um, I found exercise, which was kind of my, um, that was my outlet. It, it, it gives you that um, release of endorphins. Um, creates the the good the good feeling inside and and really does work as an antidepressant and it started from there um i started just getting so much joy from that um then i became 
an instructor um, to teach um, insanity. And then after that, I ended up um, going to work full time at a fitness facility. I managed it and then I got my personal training certification um, and, you know, started doing all kinds of classes and working one on one with people. So it just kind of snowballed, you know, it was a snowball effect. Um, am I perfect? No, you know, there's, there's times where, you know, I'm not at my best. Um, but once you have that established in your life, you know, that, that routine, when you do get out of that routine, you don't feel good. And when you actually are really, really feeling good and, you know, you, you have your body in alignment, as you say, it, you, you just, you don't have those periods of down, you know, it, it just, you feel good and you just want to keep feeling good. So, you know, these little, little tiny things that you can change really make a huge difference in your life. But I was telling Eric too, it's keep it simple to start with, you know, keep it simple, stupid, the kiss theory. That's really the best way to start. I mean, unless you do go and you get a nutritionist, nutritionalist and a personal trainer, uh, which are the, the most ideal thing that you can possibly do. If you're really dead on serious about it, those are the professionals that are going to be able to help guide you in the path. You know, a lot of people try to do this without that and some can do it, some fail. So, yeah, so that's kind of how I got started with this, you know, being, being involved in health and, and wellness. It's been a really fun journey too. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So it's it's funny because for me it starts in in way back in college. So my ex Jackie, who I don't think re- listens to the podcast, so I can talk bad about her. Um, but uh, so she was a full ticket uh, jock to UW Milwaukee, and she was pursuing um, her massage therapy certificate uh, in the evening. So she and I, because she made me. I had to go to these Ayurvedic uh, physiology classes, which when you're 21 and in college, the last thing a young man wants to sit and learn is about my chakras or my whatever the shit, you know, (laughs) and uh, and she had on top of that a, a really pronounced even I knew it at the time, but looking back, it's even more fun. A really pronounced exercise addiction. And and I always tell the story that so she would do fifteen hundred crunches a day, right? And so that's a lot just on, on a normal day. And if she didn't get all fifteen hundred done, they would add up for the next day. So if she missed five hundred today, she'd have to add she'd have mm-hmm. to add those tomorrow. And it and it was one of those things where the level of fitness that we were going for in college just wasn't fun it just was i i ended up reacting to that you know and going Mm -hmm. i i'm putting i have to put this down i just can't you know the first it's emotionally tied to her and two we're doing it crazy and and i'm in my 20s so screw that you know yeah it's exhausting like when you put too much into it and that's the key that's the fun factor you know you have to if you're going to be incorporating exercise which you should and to the level that's really going to be dependent upon the person because if you can't keep it fun, you're not going to keep up with it. Right. So, you know, I encourage people try different things, go to different classes, um, try different kinds of workouts, find what is fun for you. And for me, I love group fitness. Why? Because I love people. I love talking with people. I love Um, interacting with people. And I love the accountability factor that comes into play when you start building these relationships with people in group fitness. And that's why I'm such a fan of group fitness. I don't care what class it is. I will do any kind of group fitness class anytime. I'm like, I am down for whatever. As long as there's people involved, I love doing it. And that's my fun factor. I like throwing around weights too. um, But I don't have as much fun doing that. So I don't do it as often probably as I should um, just because I don't, I don't get that fun factor out of it. I haven't found my, my people that also enjoy doing that. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, I, and I haven't done a lot of sort of group fitness activities 
really since college. And, the, and for me, the thing is, I just like my nutrition, like the, I'm just going to say the support people that I've brought on to help me with this. We, we just sort of are, are saying, look, just we're going to do five weeks of essentially turning your body back on, you know, and then we'll, mm-hmm. we'll take then after that, we'll figure out where we're at and, and go forward. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's the plan for me. Can I? ask who you are working with or you don't have to say but sure. i was just wondering if i know him so uh the nutritionist name is kelly and she's from aspirus mm-hmm. and uh and i know kelly and then the uh personal trainer's name is eric and he i just got him from the y because i'm a y member so okay. in what i what it's i mean actually uh, he just didn't want to say right it. i didn't want to say anything because eric's ob- the obvious choice but it was, you know, it's uh, like I, I, I do like lifting weights and stuff. And so I, what I, I said was I want somebody to help me with to, to sort of learn the big compound lifts again because I haven't done them in so long and I mm-hmm. like them. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then just to add, like I used to be a swim coach. So I, I've, you know, I swim three days a week now and that's, that's my plan. And then the trainer helps with the weights and then the cardio stuff and the cardio stuff with the trainer is much different than the cardio stuff by yourself. Cause what I've learned oh, is, yeah, it's just so much one. It's, it's a lot more fun and he's a fucking slave driver, but it's, but it's awesome. Like we, it's we, at, we all, we all are. Yeah. That Personal th- trainers are slave drivers. <laughs> and the thing is like, it's that there's that moment where you're like, I am paying you. Stop talking. I'm about to barf on the Stairmaster, you dick. But at the same time, it's that thing where you like, look, just just trust the process. He obviously he had, somebody gave him a certificate. The Y hired him. You know, let's just mm-hmm. if you're gonna barf, it's his fault. You know, you don't have to clean this shit up. You're paid. And uh, but it's also the idea of that. Can I tell you? Yeah. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. When when we hear things like that we secretly smile inside. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and so the the thing is as, as you would imagine it's that you know like he, I I needed somebody who can talk with me as well or just keep up with me cuz you know if I was going to bully him out of the out of the gym you know with a with a weaker trainer I think that's entirely possible but he's just like he's just standing there and he's like look you're you go ahead and make all the jokes you want you're I'm not letting you off the goddamn stairmaster. I'm like, yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> and it's it's that idea that somebody, like you said, now somebody's holding me accountable, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it used to be I, I could go and walk on the treadmill for 45 minutes and not really do anything. And now it's like, OK, you're you're going to do some shit now. And that, and, you know, what you thought was your warm up before is not that wasn't a warm up. That was you could have drank coffee while you did that. So, yeah, it's. I, I really like the accountability. How that's a big you're thing when tra- it's coming. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just wondering how long you're with a personal trainer. Uh, I'm I'm with him for 90 goddamn minutes. No, I mean just Ooh, like. That's a long session. Yeah. Is it is it six months, three months? I, so uh, I. What is it? So I paid him. So I paid him for a month in advance. So part of that is. Uh, I paid for it, so now I'm going to do it because I apparently I'm not getting my money back if I don't show up, and uh, yeah, and I just and it's that thing where we we committed to this you know these these first couple of weeks of the plan, and then he was cool enough to say if you think it worked, then you know we'll talk about you know what we're going to do together afterwards. And really, it's really nice. I really enjoy it. I you know I like him. I haven't choked him yet, so you know that's kind of good. Thought about it, but you know. So and that's that's a an important key uh with the exercise portion of of wellness too. You know, we talk about the accountability by signing up for, you know, you did a month in advance. You have committed yeah. to do that. You've scheduled those dates and there's really no going back at this point. You know, it's You've, you've invested your money into your wellness and the chances of you not following through that or, with that are going to be very, very slim. Now, 
you know, you can hire a personal trainer for one or two sessions, but are you really going to follow through with it after those one or two sessions? That's why it is a financial commitment to get into something like that in advance, but it's so, so beneficial. And the commitment that you put forward and the extra effort that you put forward really will pay itself back with the results that you're going to get from it. Yeah, I I could I sort of couldn't agree more and it's that, you know, like like I so I'm 46 and and I lovingly tell the story that, you know, this this was the year that uh we we had the camera up the butt test at the doctor, you know, cuz I'm of that age and and I'm of that like we have cancer risk factors in my family, so it's like, okay, then the doctor literally was like, "You're fine, but you need to stop fucking around." I'm like, okay, you know, and sort of when you hear that, it's like, yeah, all right. Yep. That's it. He's right. And, uh, in doing, doing a couple of years of consulting, like I did, which was wonderful, both for the work and for the money. But at the same time, you know, I mean, it just wasn't living in, in hotels and stuff like that for that long and not being in the same place for that long didn't help me at all. Right. There comes some point in time where, you know, we have to kind of look at the big picture of life and decide, you know, where do I fit into that picture? There and, it is. Yep. You know, where, you know, the, putting the importance on, on yourself, because if you're not around, none of this matters. Right. You know, life doesn't matter if you're not there. Yeah. So sometimes I think we all need to step back and kind of look at everything and say, you know, what, what am I doing? You know, am I on the right path? And, Am I really living the best life that I can live? Yeah, I mean, it It really, That thank you for that, because that just sort of, that's, that's the underlying idea of what all of this was about, because, you know, like, I think it's fair to say that my job, by all measures, is a step backwards professionally, but at the same time, the things that I, I, I can identify that I care about in 2017 and 2018 I don't care about the the job. What I care about is sort of being able to pick up my niece from school whenever my brother needs me to and being around for her and reconnecting to to myself in in a physical way. And I think that, you know, the the job lets me do it. And I'm I'm super proud of the fact that I made that decision to do to do that. So because I I look at, you know, there's there's lots of people that are my my equals or, or we work together as colleagues and and for the most part they're all they all seem to be struggling with this kind of point of diminishing diminishing returns like yeah okay this is great but my relationship is shit my girlfriend you know hates me i i we we've been trying to break up we've been trying to break up for 6 months or whatever it is and you know it or my kids don't ever see me or i'm on the road all the time or whatever i live in a state of constant conflict because that was the other thing that that I identified right away was as somebody who's been working in politics and advocacy work for as long as I have been I've I've been arguing for the best for the better part of 20 years professionally and I'm a dick when and I'm what, like that what kind, what and how good is that for your heart it's <laughs> not at the all stress level yeah, it's not no yeah not at all and so like the, I, I imagine it, I think it would be fun to to have done blood work a year ago when I was in the middle of the last consulting contract and versus in three months from now when I'll have got three, four months of, you know, structured time and consistent workouts and mindful eating. I, I just imagine that my blood chemistry and the, the hormone levels will be completely different. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. If you stick with it, you're going to see those results. You really will. Um, I want to talk about your eating. Yeah, I want sure. to know like what, what kinds of things have you been doing? I mean, there's, there's, you know, for somebody that's starting out, you know, maybe they can't afford to get a nutritionalist right away. Right. Um, you know, some of the, the things that you can just do day to day, um, to make a difference. I know there's a few things that pop into my mind, but what are some of the things that you've been doing? So, uh, like, like we said, the, you know, 120 ounces of water or whatever it is every day, just, you know, drinking water, like a, I think like I, 
I was thinking about it tonight, and I'm, I think I'm going to set a, a, an alarm or a reminder on my phone to drink like five five to ten ounces of water every hour just because I want to see what that feels like. Um, maybe that's not a good mm -hmm. idea, but I'm still going to try it. Um, but it, it started like the, the, the food thing started a while ago with uh, with just trying to make mindful choices like going, okay, do, do I need to pull into Wendy's? No, I don't. So I'm not going to like addressing that rather than just going, fuck, I'm tired. I'm just going to get a cheeseburger and go home that, you know, that became a thing. Um, I, I, I have a friend, Francis, who's, uh, super great at meal prep for herself because she's in graduate school and she works full time. So she, she mm -hmm. talks to me a lot about meal prep. And so, I haven't done that as much as I should, but um, I, I feel like that's that's sort of the next step is this, you know, grabbing on to like really structuring how I eat. I think that mm -hmm. overall, I think the deal is with, with me personally is just crying out for structure, you know. Yeah. And that's really what it's about when you're eating. Um, people eat wrong. They they don't eat as often as they should. Um, they eat way too much in, you know, they'll eat like three meals a day or two meals a day and they'll just eat tons and tons of food when, um, you know, you really should be eating at least six times a day. Um, your portions are going to be smaller. It's going to feel like you're eating all the time. Like you're always stuffing food in your mouth. I, you know, when I, I'm really into my really good eating habits, it's like I'm always eating and people are like, you always are eating. How do you, how do you stay thin or how do you stay the way you are? You're always eating. I'm like, but are you looking at what I'm eating? And, you know, it's pretty much every two hours I'm eating something, whether it's, you know, some cut up vegetables that I brought, a uh, parboiled egg. I mean, something every couple of hours. Um, unfortunately I can't eat nuts cause we have allergy in our family, but you know, healthy nuts are good. Um, but just eating the right kinds of foods, um, eating clean, you know, trying to stay away from some of the processed foods uh, as much as possible is also a really good benefit. But meal planning, when you start doing that, eating becomes really easy. And, um, you know, I I did a lot of meal planning um, when I was doing uh, like 24 day challenges where, um, you know, you eat, you know, you have your protein your carbohydrate and your fruit for breakfast and then you have a snack and then for lunch you have your protein and your carbohydrate and your vegetable or just your protein and your vegetable and then you get a snack and then for dinner you get this and then you get a snack even after dinner so it's like you're always eating but it's it's very satisfying you're not eating as much but you're eating more often so you're never really ever hungry and I think that's kind of the key to never hungry um you don't eat quite as much food then you know because right. you're not, not really ever starving you're always satisfied yeah i so the i think the meal right now that that we're working on the most is um breakfast and it's mm -hmm. and so the thing is like all those years of working at the bar and in music and then being a consultant it made like the morning just an impossibility. It really, for all those years, it was like, yeah, okay, I can sleep till whenever the hell I want, you know, cause mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on my clock and you know, that's how it's going to be. And so it, as you can imagine, just waking up at 10 30, 11 o'clock on a normal day just fucks with everything. And so mm -hmm. establishing breakfast as this desirable morning meal is amazing so so when you talk about a mix of protein carbohydrate and fruit so what is it mm -hmm. like you know because obviously it's not chicken breast pasta and strawberries so what you know what no what do you and think everybody everybody has a little bit different of a stance on this and i am not a certified nutritionist sure. so um you know i just go based on what works for me um, the benefits that I have, if I have a carbohydrate, it's going to be a whole grain, uh, um, carbohydrate. So, um, typically like with my breakfasts, 
I, 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 I typically, I kind of go back to the same things because they right. work with me. Yes. You know? And, and yes. I like that. So like for my breakfast, I love an egg. And I usually, what I do is I make a bunch of hard-boiled eggs up ahead of time. Okay. And I peel them right away. And then they're in my fridge, ready to go. Easy, quick grab. I mean, I have kids and right. full-time job. And I work in the weight room at the high school afterwards or I do classes. I mean, I'm always busy. So I have to be able to grab, if I don't pre like set out my food, I have to be able to grab my stuff quickly. Um, so I'll have like, um, I, I try, I get a bread that is, is, uh, it's a whole grain, multi-grain bread, but it does not have preservatives in it. So kind of my rule of thumb is if it's left out on the counter, it should mold. Okay. So if it doesn't mold, that's probably not good for you. Right. So... Oh, the bread that I have doesn't have preservatives. You have to keep it in the fridge. Otherwise, it's going to mold. Um, so I'll have like a piece of bread with an egg. Um, if I'm really hungry, I'll have two eggs, you know, and then maybe like a piece, you know, grapefruit or or uh, a mini orange or maybe have an apple in the morning. I love apples. I know they're higher in sugar, but I like the crunch of the apple and they just I like eating apples They're my one of my favorite fruits. Um you know, and that's kind of my breakfast. Um, you know, I always have my cup of coffee, but I drink black coffee. I don't put any right. cream, sugar, anything in my coffee. Um, I don't deny myself that. Some people think, you know, there's some people like when they're going on diets, they do like a fast in the morning. But for me, if I don't have my breakfast, I'm just, I'm running on an empty tank. And that's how I look at it. Like I haven't eaten all night long. I've been sleeping, so I can't eat. So my body hasn't had anything put into it. And how can you possibly have a good functioning brain, a good functioning body without fuel? You know, your car's not going to run without gas. Same with your body. Your body's not going to run without gas. You need to gas your, your body up. But you need to put the right kind of fuel in it, you know. You can't drive a car and put crappy fuel in it and think that it's going to run. You know, there's kind of got to look at it your body's a machine you got to got to feed it the right fuel yeah so i so I, I do struggle with that because the you know like i i just sort of want like what it's you know sort of around you know depending on activity we're shooting for like an 1800 calorie day you know and that's that's the goal and we we sort of break that up however we want and and in the mornings I tend to sort I tend to want more things like more, mm -hmm. you know, more and I want to eat less as the day goes on. But it's I now with my schedule change, I exercise in the afternoons and the evenings mm -hmm. instead of in the mornings where, you know, before I had the trainer, before I had the new job, I, I tried to exercise in the mornings. It didn't work out very well, but that was always the goal. And so now it's just because of schedule and structure it's in the evenings. And so we're trying to, you know, like trying to find a balance point for eating with that because. Yeah. Because you're starving after you work out, I'm sure. Yeah. And so, you know, especially, you know, on, on days that I, I swim and I tend to want to, I, I, like you talk about wanting to make it fun. Like swimming is, is just uber fun for me. And it's just, it's something I'm good at. And I, I was a coach, so I, you know, I'm a bit of a swimming snob and I, you know, I, I like it and all of that sort of stuff. And I get out of the pool and I'm just starving and it's, it's super great. And I don't know like why that is exactly because on days that I don't swim, I'm not, you know, ravenous after eating, but on pool, after pool days I am. So that's kind of, that's kind of cool. So I'm trying to balance like, so if, so I'll just say, you know, if, if I'm working out at three o'clock or five o'clock in the afternoon till when I'm done, when is, when is the, when do you think the last meal should be? If, if I have to be to work at seven in the morning. Oh gosh. Well, you know. Or what, you I mean, cause like, sure you're, like you're saying, you're, you're not a nutritionist and it's, it's okay. We're just two dudes or uh, just two people I'm on a not. podcast. Right. And you know, when, so what time would you be getting home? Like what time would you get home after you're done working out eight that you would be able to have eight o'clock. So, um, and you're going to, you're working out for 90 minutes yep. at a time. Uh huh. 
So it's going to be important for you to fuel before you work out. Obviously, not right before because if you're doing high intensity stuff, you're going to throw up. Right. It's just it's going to happen. But you're going to want to make sure that you have something before. Um, so you have some of that fuel. Um, and then after you're done working out, it's really good that you need to you need to have that that protein. Uh, protein helps keep you full longer too. So making sure you have a good protein. Um, I go back to eggs. I love eggs. I, they're so easy. And, you know, when you're done working out, pop an egg in your mouth. Yum. It's great. I mean, some people do protein shakes. I mean, once in a while I do that stuff. But I really, I try to steer away from that because that's not something that you can maintain. And it's not real food. It's better than nothing. Don't get right. me wrong. So, like, in the mornings, you know, if you're running late, and you have the choice of having a like a meal replacement shake in the morning or nothing drink the shake you know so i use that stuff as a last resort alternative sure. if i don't have time or i know i'm not going to be able to prepare something but you should after you're done working out you actually probably should have a meal planned with you brought with you so you can at least snack on some stuff while you're on your way home so that you're not getting home and absolutely just like cleaning the fridge out. You right. Know? Oh, yeah. Man, I'm so hungry. Um, you know, just bring some things that you can snack on while you're driving. It doesn't have to be obviously you can't eat a sandwich, like full fledged, like, you know, or big yeah. meal in the car. But, you know, you could pack some eggs. You can pack some some veggies to snack on. So you have something, you know, that's replenishing your body right away. Um, as far as a snack afterwards, I mean, if you're getting up at seven you're probably going to be going to bed, what, 10, 11 o'clock? 10, yeah, yeah, 10. 10? I mean, if you're eating 8 o'clock, you, I mean, you could have a little snack before bed. I wouldn't make it anything huge, and it doesn't right. have to be, like, super huge. Like, when I'm talking snacks, I'm talking, um, like, maybe you have, um, you have uh, maybe half a piece of, of really nice bread with some peanut butter butter on it like and yeah. i always hit go to the natural peanut butters if yes. you can so it doesn't have yeah. so much sugar in but try to stay away from the sugar um sugar is kind of the the catalyst um when it comes to eating healthy um sugar is just it's so bad for you and we are so addicted to sugar in our society and the, you know there's so many things that are extremely high in sugar that you don't realize oh yeah um like fruit, fruit, for example, I know apples are high in sugar. I do. I know that I don't eat a hundred of them a day, um, but I probably eat two apples a day, but I really don't eat um, that much sugar. You know, that's kind of, that's probably my biggest source of sugar during the day. Car you know, uh, your white carbs are really high in sugar. Um, Did you say white carbs? Yeah, your white carbs. So your white flours. Oh. white bread, pasta, um, you know, uh, there is, there's, there's a lot of things that people are, are substituting, um, in their carbohydrates. Like oatmeal is great. You can make oatmeal ahead of time too. As a good meal prep, you can, uh, um, make it up and throw it in the fridge and they have like overnight oatmeal recipes, but you need to use the old fashioned oats. Yeah. Um, Use old-fashioned oats and, um, you know, for sweeteners, um, you can use honey. You can use agave nectar is a great um, low-glycemic low sweetener. Um, but, like, with my when I make oatmeal, I find that I just throw some flax seed in. I throw some chia seeds in with it, some cinnamon. Um, and I put just a tiny bit of agave. Sometimes I don't even sweeten it. And you just become accustomed. Like, you don't miss it after a while. Um, but oatmeal is a great um, low glycemic. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so that's it's funny. slow release. Yeah. And you can bake it, right? I mean, you could bake it and freeze it and just sort of pull it out and thaw it. You wouldn't even, I mean, honestly, you could just throw it in a container with some water yeah. the night before. And it would be, like, soaked up and ready to go. You just have to heat it up in the morning. I mean, oatmeal doesn't really take long. You can throw it in the microwave. You know, it's sure. literally you can make sure, a thing sure. of oatmeal in, in two minutes. Right. Um, so what I do so, is I, I just put the oatmeal in a dish. I turn on my hot pot and then I, that's how I do it. And it's 
like the first mm-hmm. couple of times you do it, it just turns out horribly, but eventually you get the hang of it. And, and it's funny yeah. you talked about honey because, so I have uh, just regular pollen allergies that show up um, twice, two weeks out of every year. And, and they're pretty, they, they've been bad, you know, this season as well because of all the water. And uh, my doctor said, just do a spoonful of locally produced honey mm-hmm. every day. Yes. And I'm like, well, every day. But you got to start early in the year. Yes. Right? You got to start yeah. like January or yep. something. And I, I, so I had started, right. you know, over the winter and I, it was cool because it was, uh, Tom Jordan, my musician friend, his old man is a, apparently became a beekeeper in his retirement. And so I, you know, I'm like, well, Tom, can I get some bees from your dad or some honey from your dad? And he's like, sure. And so his dad showed up with like two gallons of honey and I'm like, okay, <laughs> what the hell is this? But it's, it's the idea that it's the, it's the locally, it's essentially you're building a tolerance mm-hmm. to locally produced pollen or something. And I'm like, well, yep. it works and it tastes good. So, and it tastes different than like the stupid honey you get at the grocery store or at the coffee shop. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's so much it, easier, like on your and palate. It and it won't spoil. You could keep oh, it yeah. for quite a long time. It's and been, even if it gets like hard, you just pop it in the microwave for a couple seconds or run yeah. it under some hot yep. water and it will decrystallize. It will liquefy again. So yeah, it's, I mean, farmer's markets are great for farmer's markets are great for eating. I mean, because think about it, you're eating food that was produced here. Like it's, it's grown, it's natural. If it sits out on, you know, your vegetables, um, you're supporting the community, but you're also finding good, healthy eating too. But you also have to keep it simple. You know, it's, you, you make these few small changes and eventually those changes will get put into your, your daily routine. And then you'll be ready for some other changes. And then you'll slowly start tweaking things that you're doing and it just becomes a lifestyle it's you know to go all in sometimes it's just it's not attainable it's people will fail so you have to find that good support system you have to find out what works for you and just make small tweaks like if you're a soda drinker a lot of people are maybe start with cutting back by one can a day eventually maybe you're down just to one soda a day you know I know a lot of people that they rely on soda for caffeine. You know, they they can't they don't like coffee. That's their one thing. Well, you know what? You got you're down to one a day. I I will work with you with that. You know, it's not the best thing, but you know, it's it's small steps. It really is. Like Mountain Dew, for instance. A lot of people drink Mountain Dew. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I I've been one of them. Like I it's mm-hmm. it's funny because now at like i started that transition several times over the years and now i think it's really sort of caught on because yeah i it, the green stuff t- it's green and tastes weird you know like i i had one at work today because i was just wiped out and i didn't plan anything well and uh and it was just that thing where i'm like i i'm not going to make it through this unless I do something and it was just right there in front of me and I drank it and it was, it was kind of gross, you know? So mm-hmm. that's good. That's the best feeling because I really wanted to snatch that out of your hand. Too. Yeah. Cause I know you've talked about that for years about how you are stopping or yeah, to well, stop hey, drinking it. And anytime you see one, like, anytime, yeah. that out of his hand. If you see but, me with but, that no, in my but hand, see, that's, take it. Right. But that's actually a better feeling, you know, Oh yeah. to taste it and say that it's, does not taste good yeah i used to drink a lot of mountain dew as well when i was younger and you know i got to that point as well and i haven't had any soda in 10 plus years and even to have you know just a sip of it now it feels like just drinking sugar with a eye drop or two of water it's just it's the worst taste i have to say i do crave a diet mountain dew Really? Every once in a while, there's something I can. I could never drink regular it. soda. I could never mm. drink regular soda ever. It was oh. just too sugary for me. Every once in a while, just that one sip from a bottle. You open that bottle, and it's just that one sip of the carbonation. <laughs> I like it. 
I usually don't drink the whole bottle if I ever do that. But that's, you know, that's that's one thing every once in a while. I don't do it every day. Right. Um, it's okay to have those moments. It's that 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, you're, you're doing good. You got to have a little fun once in a while, you know. Um, got to keep it real. Mentally. And, There's something mental about yeah. it that makes you feel good. Oh, God, mm-hmm. I can only imagine the science behind getting an entire planet addicted to Pepsi and Coke. You know, it, you know, you just sort of go it there. There has to be world class science behind that, because, I mean, it's Jesus. The Pepsi and Coke are everywhere in every country in the world. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's uh, funny. You, so. you would think so, but I don't think they're that smart. Yeah, well, they, they made well, a trillion that goes, dollars. That goes along with like the sh- sugar addiction. There's a really great. Uh, movie that I watched on Netflix. Oh, good gracious! The name of it is probably going to escape me. Um, food Inc. No, no there's one. There's one Inc. called the. Sh- there's one called the Sugar Movie. No, is it it's the not w- that one. It's not. A, that's about a musician. Dina. Oh, okay. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't watch it. So, it, essentially, what it talks about is it talks about the sugar addiction in our society um kids drinking chocolate milk having a chocolate milk option rather than just regular milk when they're you know in school um they they give these visuals of how much sugar people like by having wheelbarrows of it um um showing how much sugar we actually you know are consuming and how addicted our bodies have become to the sugar um there's an addiction factor i mean uh that's going along with it and it's breaking that it's breaking that that addiction cycle that's the hardest for people um just like anything that you're addicted to when you're when you're quitting it you have that you're going through withdrawals you know you're you're going through these chemical withdrawals that are happening and that's a lot of times where people fail it's that addiction um that comes into play um, that's why I tell people, it's like, you know, if it's a mental struggle, just slowly cut it out, you know, because it's, it's not necessarily good just to go cold Turkey with everything either. Cause that also has its repercussions with your body and your health and your feeling and your mental, um, well-being as well. So, I mean, I'll have to look that up, but that there was, there's one on, on Netflix. It's a really great documentary, um, about the food that we eat nice i i i do you and i had you had mentioned that this was a very loaded topic and there could be a many conversations about this so i think that we're going to wrap it up for tonight and we'd love to have you back talk more about this it's certainly a topic that we could talk more about we typically at the end of these podcasts endorse some things do you have anything you want to endorse on these topics yeah oh good gravy why don't you guys do your thing first let me think about that give me a second sure so i've got one and it's it's along this topic so uh uh my musician friend john joseph from the crow mags um who's a vegan triathlete who wrote uh a great book called meat is for pussies um just launched his uh, YouTube channel, and it's about sort of the vegan lifestyle and PMA, which is positive mental attitude, and it's it's really cool. I really like I like John a lot, so I I like to support him. He's you know the the most fun and most gruff vegan guy I know. So he and he does six Ironmans a year. So I you know I can't fault him for anything. And he's wow. I think he's fifty now. So that's even cooler. So yeah, the hard, tr- to, the hard. You've got time to ramp up. I know I got time. Yep, I'll do. <laughs> I'll do my first triathlon when I or my second because I did one in my twenties, and it was so hard. Um, but uh, it was, it was just the joy of being a good swimmer and just coming out of the water first and then coming off with the bike okay and then just coming in dead last in the running. So that was great. You know, Eric, do you got anything? I don't actually. I know that I've in the past I've I've uh, endorsed yoga, which I'm slowly getting back into, 
and so- Sophie uh, just enrolled in yoga. My yeah. niece, yeah. Every Tuesday, every nice. Tuesday night, my seven-year-old niece is going to take yoga class from uh, Nick Brettel's wife, Robin. Oh. Yeah, I I really like the feeling after I'm done, and it's just usually a thirty-minute session, so it's nothing too strenuous, but it's a good way to start the day. Feel refreshed, awake. So. All right, Amanda, you got yeah. anything? I. It's okay. You know, because I am, I am kind of out of the loop of, the, you know, the things that are happening so much in the Wasa area. But I'm going to endorse group fitness. You know, if you're looking for something that is fun, finding a way to work out and have fun doing it, check out some fitness classes. Wasa is so plentiful with the options and the availability um, and the time slots, and there's so many places that have such great trainers and great classes that are going on. Give it a shot. I mean, there's there's so much out there, and I bet you know if you go to enough classes, you're gonna find one that you like. You're gonna find a great group of people, and it's gonna help keep you motivated. And if there's anyone listening near the Manaque area, do you teach group classes? Um, I did. I do during the summer. I, I have in the summer, um, one, now that school started and I work at a school, um, I have nothing at this point planned. But I do have a really good friend. Her name is Ann Pertilli, and she does teach um, Zumba every Monday night at the Manaqua Town Building, which is right by the library. And um, then she also teaches Insanity on Tuesday and Thursday mornings, so also at the same place. So if anybody's in this area, she's a great instructor and she has the consistent classes. Nice. Nice. So, hey, thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you for having me. We hope you'll come back and talk more. Absolutely. We're going to make it a a regular event now that Dino's got a whole year of getting back in. A whole year of it. Yep. Getting, yeah, getting back we'll, in sync. We'll, it's, we'll, it's, we'll get some gross topics up too. You know nice. what happens to your body? No, yeah, just to just to freak Eric out. Yes, that'll be fun for me. <laughs> Eric's not going to be there for those. He's on vacation. 